the free for all roundtable round two and joining me for round two jerry agar in for john moore richard kraus is here host of the podcast last call with richard kraus robert benzi queen's park bureau chief at the toronto star and the employment lawyer and founder of workly law sanira chadri so robert benzi is reporting today that the ford government kind of snuck out this thing where they have brought back uh, an honorific that goes to lawyers um, and it used to be qc for queen's county so now it's Casey. So first of all, Sanira, are you Sanira Chaudhry, KC? No. Do you want to be? I, I'm, I'm not. I don't think many lawyers care, frankly. No? I don't think so. I, no, but, you know, the only thing that, that seems to be kind of rolling out that lawyers are talking about litigators is, you know, you have to change a lot of your uh, pleadings in some case in the event that you are suing the government. So uh, sometimes it's just the technicalities of changing your pleadings um, in some cases, because, you know, of course, if you are suing uh, the government or you have a case involving the government, it involves the queen and now it will be involving the the king. And that's really where, you know, we're just finding the technicalities and the snafus with, you know, the s- slowdowns in the court systems and all that. But really, Jerry, the QCKC debate, I, I don't think I'm... Um, that that's not that's not a conversation we're having around the, the lawyer dinner table at present. <laughs> oh, OK, well, then, Robert Benzie, if the lawyers don't care, why do you? I, I don't actually care either one way or the other. The thing is, if something is gotten rid of in 1985 because it was a patronage trough, and that's what David Peterson, when he was premier, did and got rid of it, why would you revive it 38 years later? And and without an, and and if you were so proud of it, you don't do it on a Friday afternoon, Jerry, uh, without uh, of a long weekend without a press release. So I think yeah. this is the problem the government has. It's the optics. It, Fine. I'm fine with doing it. Tell people how how you came to this decision and why. And but they didn't do that. And this is the problem. Sometimes the cover up is worse than the crime. Okay, I don't know. Is it a cover up, uh, Richard Krause? The only thing I care about is it's costing you and me money, and apparently it isn't. Well, if it's not costing me money, then I'm about as interested in it as Sanira is. All right. Well, then let's just do it with this. Sanira, you now have your own band. <laughs> Finally, she's been stumping for her own band for years. And finally, KC and the Sunshine Band fit in. Meanwhile, and people will care much more mightily about this, the Ford government is going to cut the size of the new science center to be built at Ontario Place. This is no doubt controversial. I've had people on the show through the course of this morning who are aghast at this happening and others who are quite fine with it. Um, I'll go to you again first, Sanira. What's your thought on it? I'm actually pretty upset about this, Jerry. I mean, I, uh, as you know, I have a two, almost a two and a half year old going to the science center. It's like going to Las Vegas for kids. It is wild. It's so much fun. Um, it is. It is a bit, you know difficult to navigate right now because when you get to the science center you got to take a bus down or shuttle down to where the actual science center is from the parking lot so it's a bit of a trek you have to be committed but it's totally worth it seeing that this new facility that they are you know planning for ontario place might not have an outdoor space might not have a planetarium i mean if anything, if you go to the, the science center on the weekend it is packed so if anything we need more space if we're thinking of shrinking the science center, it is an absolute 
bad, bad, bad decision for the city of Toronto. And think one last thing I want to say is think about winters. You know, kids don't have a lot of places to go in the wintertime. The Science Centre provides a place for kids to go when it's raining, when it's snowing really hard. And uh, I'm really upset to hear this. Okay. Did you have River go and put his hand on the thing that makes his hair grow all frizzy? No, because the lineup was too long. He was stuck on like this dance floor. He was stuck on this dance floor for an hour where you could start music by jumping around on different squares. Couldn't okay. get him off of it. He loved it. All right. But uh, Richard, I'm hearing from some, some people have written in this morning and said, hey, I'm a teacher or I was a teacher. And getting the kids to and from the Science Center where it is right now was on the impossibility. We could do it during the course of a day if it was, at the, uh, if it was down on the, uh, on the island or Ontario place. Yeah, probably, depending on where the school was that you were bringing them from. Um, that's for sure. I mean, the whole uh, story here, though, I think, is that they want to make it smaller. And I'm not always a proponent for bigger is better. But in this instance, when you have uh, the space, when you have uh, a, you know a proven track record, people love the Science Center. Uh, and you know, people, I think, are excited about the idea of either, A, keeping it where it is and, and giving it a, a facelift or moving it one way or the other, as long as we have it, as long as it continues to be uh, a Toronto tradition, I think people are are on board with this. And so the idea of scaling it back, I think, is not going to sit very well with a lot of people, particularly uh, because you have to ask the question, why? Why? If it's a, a service that people enjoy, if it's a service that people want, if it's an educational experience for kids that will get them interested in science uh, and maybe get them thinking a little differently, why would you scale that back? Robert? Yeah, I, I agree with Richard in the sense that I don't have a huge issue with moving the Science Centre because I think the Science Centre where it has been has uh, been allowed by the government, frankly, and successive governments to kind of uh, uh, get a little more, a little long in tooth. And, and I, I loved going there as a kid. I loved taking my kids when they were little, but it really did need a refresher. My my concern is why does it have to be smaller? I think if I, the the government kind of tacked on this to the to the Thermae Spa because as, as a way to sell the redevelopment of Ontario Place, I don't know why they don't instead of the, having the Thermae Spa, you just have a, a much bigger science center down mm -hmm. on Ontario Place. You could have it bigger. You could make it even larger than it is now. That would appease a lot of the critics who can who are concerned about the commercialization of Ontario Place. And you could have a better facility that's more modern for kids. I loved the old Raymond Mariama building and stuff, but it really hadn't changed since I first went there as a child in the 1970s. So last week I was supposed to be in Ottawa. I was supposed to be there all week. I was going to try and do the show from there as many days as I could, but I was going to be part of a court case because I'm one of several people who's being sued over some stuff we said and wrote in 2014. That's really all I can tell you about it. Uh, but it was 2014. And then last minute, the Friday before, we get the note that, oh, the, the court system says they don't have enough people, so we're going to put this off. Sanira, they've put it off for another nine and a half months before we what? might possibly go to court. Now I read judges are putting prosecutors on notice that they can't be keep using COVID-19 as an excuse for excessive delays in criminal cases. Is there anybody working in the legal front? I mean, we, maybe we just give everybody a KC and they'll go to work. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Jerry, 
we had the RV Jordan case 2016, which is which which the Supreme Court of Canada called for all criminal cases to be heard within 18 months because anybody who might be accused of a crime sh- should have a trial within a reasonable time frame. But, that, but of course, that decision came before the pandemic. We all know that there have been court delays. Hearing your story of you go being dragged through the legal process for what is now nine years, unfortunately, is a reality for a lot of Canadians. But I will say that there is, I think there is a silver lining here on, I'm a civil litigator. When I've been in court, you know, over the last couple of months, I see, I see judges doing whatever they can to get involved in cases sooner. They don't want motions being heard a year or two from now, and then trials being heard a year or two after that. So, Judges are doing what they can. They are taking on their shoulders, unfortunately, a lot of, of the heavy lifting because we don't have the resources for whatever reason to have cases and trials heard in time. It is mind boggling. But I will say that judges are doing what they can to reroute cases and get them heard much more quickly. Yeah, uh, um, Richard, I would like to point out so nobody misunderstands. My case is not a criminal case. My, it's not a criminal. <laughs> no. it's a, Sorry, it's, Jared. Yeah, it's a civil case. I buried the lead there. Yeah, yeah and, it's criminal. Yeah. How long it's taking to come before a, yeah. a judge? But. Thank you. Uh, but but th- this is not acceptable, is it? No, it's not acceptable. Uh, I mean, I haven't talked to you about this, but I'm sure it plays on your mind. I'm sure it's something that, uh, you know, has caused a sleepless night or two. And the longer it, it goes on, the worse that probably gets. Um, you know, if there are not enough uh, people, if there's not enough uh, staff to make this happen, well, perhaps we have to get more staff. I mean, it's, it seems fairly simple. You can't disrupt people's lives for years uh, because uh, we just don't have enough people. It doesn't make any sense. In any other business, in any other private business, this would simply not be uh, allowed. They would hire more people. They'd figure it out. The The, the court system uh, needs uh, an overhaul if this is the case. Nine years. Yeah, nine uh, years since your your original comments. This is yeah. unbelievable. It's going to be ten years, and the only thing that keeps me from not having too many of those sleepless nights, uh, Richard, is we're going to win. Uh, but <laughs> that, that, but that's... it must be costing money. It must, you know, there's there's all sorts of things that that go into this that play into this, and it disrupts your life a little bit. So I mean, yeah, you may win, but then you got this thing hanging over you for ten years. Yeah, but Robert, what's irksome to me is I note the explosive size in government, and yet somehow they were able to grow government by like 25% or something like that at the federal level, but apparently not put any of those resources into the court system. Well, I mean, the the provincial government, uh, Doug Downey, the attorney general, has invested about $72 million uh, to hire more prosecutors and staff, but that takes time. Uh, and, and to Richard's point, and if this were a private business, this wouldn't really be tolerated, but it is being tolerated. And unfortunately, people like yourself and others are, are are mired in the system for a decade. It's it, it is it is ridiculous. My, there's a great story on the front page of the Star by my colleague Jacques Gallant about this uh, these delays that I encourage everyone to read. All right. So uh, additionally, things to talk about here: um, the the federal government is looking apparently at jumping in and preventing Doug Ford from making the changes he has proposed on the green belt. Richard, isn't there a point, whichever side of the green belt uh, debate you're on, where the federal government could just butt out and leave us alone? I think so. I think so. This is a provincial matter and should remain that. Robert. 
Yeah, and, and Richard's right. It is a provincial matter, and I think this is a, 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 a jockeying thing more than something that the federal government will actually do. This is about leverage for other issues. Okay, so can we get the lawyer involved and kick the federal government out? <laughs> Only if it's a KC. Sanira, can you do it? <laughs> well, you know, Jerry, I, I will say, you know, we're all suburbanites here, right? We don't often face these types of issues in the city of Toronto or living in um, in the GTA, but if you're if you're buying property or land anywhere else, uh, you always have to deal with environmental protection issues. And if you buy something, you know, if there's a protected bird on your land or whatever the case is, that's going to be a relevant factor. So I get that. I, I get Benzie's point. This is likely jockeying, but this is also a reality. I mean, if on the 7,400 uh, acres that is being proposed to be moved off the Greenbelt, you know, you have a, a protected bird. I'm not surprised we're going to see an EP issue here. Well, well, then I guess what we could do is get a little collection of protected birds and move them around to places we don't want any development to take place. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is your new home, little Sparky. Sanira <laughs> Chaudhry, Robert Benzie, and Richard Krause. Thanks to you. I'm Jerry Yeager in for John Moore. Not sure yet whether I'm with you tomorrow or not in the morning. I'll be with you at some point. But uh, from nine to noon, Mark Tui joins you on News Talk 1010. Catch the Roundtable, round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.